Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This holiday season, Strange Brew has got plenty of great stuff that they can ship to you via their webpage. Just go there, hit up the My Shopify page, and you can get Strange Brew products delivered right to your front door. This holiday season, man, somebody in your house likes coffee, somebody likes chocolate, somebody likes sweets. You've got to have that person, and that person deserves something from Strange Brew Coffee House. One of Starville's key businesses, keep them in the in the, you know keep them going this holiday season with a purchase online. From Strange Brew Coffee House, College Corner. Hope you got. Hope you were able to wrap yourself in. You know, should I just do it? Can I, should I say it? I don't think I should say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I won't say the actual phrase. I'm not worthy to say it. Okay. But you should wrap yourself in maroon and white with one of the blankets you could have bought this weekend from their great sale. I'm. I, there may be some more sales coming. You just never know what's going to happen at College Corner. They have been really taking care of you guys this entire year. They've run great specials all year long. And hopefully some more to come. If you haven't already, definitely give them a look at collegecornerstore.com or go to one of their two locations in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And get some maroon and white merchandise this holiday season. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems, the 2020, let's put it behind us in every way, shape, and possible. Let's move on to 2021, and let's make sure your business is running as profitably as it can. You need to upgrade the technology in your business, then you need to call Advantage Business Systems today. You need to get up with them and have them help give you the solutions that they've been giving to businesses in this state for nearly 50 years. You can't go wrong with that phone call. Just give them a call and watch the profits soar at your business next year. Call them at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel T. Mississippi State drops a game to Auburn 24-10, a game that a lot of us thought Mississippi State was going to win. In the aftermath of that game, Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn has been fired. An ugly game. An ugly result from the Bulldog for the Bulldogs. Joel T. Coleman, what I need to know right now is what's causing all that. I think it's really, I guess apropos, perhaps, that I throw it out to the listeners this time. If you will. If you will. Because I really believe what's causing all that has gotten to the point to where it just depends on who's watching. I think that Mississippi State right now is at a point where it depends upon your personality and how you view Mississippi State athletics, how you view the current situation of Mississippi State. Mike Leach in year one has become the poster child for 
if you want to make a case for he's got a lot of young talent and it's going to eventually work out, you can make that argument. Oh, we can sit here all day long and talk about Will Rogers, true freshman. Jaden Wally, true freshman. We saw Tulu Griffin running up and down the field on kickoff returns and uh, making some plays yesterday. True freshman. Um, Charles Cross on the offensive line, freshman. Um, Both your running backs, Marks, Johnson, freshman. You can just rattle off the names of freshmen after freshman after freshman that are having to be relied heavily upon and just simply make the case that if they are this big of a part of things right now when they're just getting their feet wet, imagine where this team's going to be in a year or two. You can make that argument and say, look at Mike Leach's track record and then add the experience into those guys and this team is going to be you know, hell on wheels here in a couple years. You can make that case for sure. If you want to be a negative Nancy and look and say, well, two steps forward, one huge step back, the offense just is never going to work here. That's not the side of the fence that I'm on. I think Leach's track record, we've, we have beat this dead horse into the ground the last few weeks. But if you want to make that case, by gosh, you've seen a lot of evidence this season that says it ain't working. Um, again, I would counter with, I think there are reasons why it's not, but you for sure can circle plenty of evidence to, to back up your argument. I think what's causing all that is you make the call. Because right now, I think you look around the Mississippi State, you know, landscape. You look on message boards, you look on the Twitter, you look wherever you want to look. And the takes you get kind of display, I think, the mentality of that particular fan. There's nothing wrong seeing things in different ways. Uh, I, I just kind of think that people's personalities and, and how they view Mississippi State athletics tend to come out. If you tend to be more on, on the uh, woe is me side, well, you're going to look at this like, well, State spinning their wheels with Mike Leach, digging a rut that they'll never get out of. If you want to look at it, you know, if you, you tend to be more of a optimistic person, then you do look at Leach's track record. You look at all the freshmen, and you, you can see light and progress and look at where State came from after a struggle in October and November to have good games at Georgia and Ole Miss, and you see bright spots. What's causing all that, man? It just depends on who you are. And I, the people listening to this right now, it's probably, I don't know, I I do wonder. I wonder if we put it out there to every listener right now, how many of them think long-term Leach is going to work out and how many of them think, it just ain't going to cut it. Because I really think right now it's probably somewhere in the 50-50 range. Ooh, you think it's that high? You think it's more, what do you think it is? I think it's more like 80-20 that people are going to buy into Leach. You think so? Yeah. I think we, you and I are just stuck in that echo chamber of social media and and uh, message boards where the loudest people are, are there. But Maybe so. And to be clear, I'm in the side that I, I think it is going to work out. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this today, too, Brian. Tell me what you think. Do you think, like, I don't know if Joe Moorhead still listens to Thunder and Lightning. I hope I, he does. kind of doubt that he does. But if you do, hey, Joe, uh, we, we still love you, really. That's not just me saying that. Miss you. Uh but I wonder if he listens to some of these shows right now, because you and I have almost kind of preached patience with Leach, right? Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like in year one with Joe, different situation, I guess, yeah. with what he inherited. Definitely. Uh, we were pretty hard on him pretty quick. Yeah. And I guess 
why is it the track record thing? Is it, it why it's one hundred percent the track record? Is that why we are so lenient? Exactly. If you want to use that word with Leach yeah. or with Joe, we were kind of like I don't know. So I was just wondering, like, if Joe listens, is he like, well, you didn't give me that grace? <laughs> you know, it's one hundred percent that Leach has got a proven track record, and Joe, you know, had, did not really have that. You know, he had those years at Fordham, but it's not the same. So, yeah, that that, that, that to me is one hundred percent. The only thing I will, I will add to this is, you know, I read a lot of message boards, and there's a lot of. The people who are defending Leach, and man, they will do anything to defend him. Uh, there's a lot of if you watch the the, the 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 game, you saw there were guys open all night. It's not the scheme. It's not the scheme. Well, I'm going to tell you after watching two years of Joe Moorhead, he had guys open every play. Every play, there's always somebody open. You know, unless it's just unusually good defense, somebody's going to be open. So when you say it's not the scheme. Now, the scheme has got to be designed to make the quarterback be able to find those open guys. So, uh, you know. And then you have to have a quarterback. And you got a quarterback who can get there. Find so. those open guys. We'll see if that happens. Uh, that being said, let's move on into them. I brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I was at Welcome Home Beef on Friday, picked up a, an, uh, a lovely gift for someone. We won't say who or what I got, but they'll, they'll know very soon. And I, I wasn't aware of this until this moment. There are Welcome Home Beef gift cards available. So, if you don't want to just ship some beef to somebody, and you can certainly do that, they're happy to take your order. But you can just buy them a gift card, and man, they can come up there and pick out what they want. Look at in their coolers, just absolutely loaded with incredible steaks of all cuts and sizes. You need to head over there today. This Christmas, a whole tenderloin, a whole prime rib. That's what Christmas is all about. That's There's two true meanings of Christmas. Okay, there's only really one true meaning of Christmas, and that's you know the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But... <laughs> As close a second as there can possibly be is delicious food. I mean, when you think about it, there you know there are cows surrounding the manger. I'm sure. I, I, you know what? I bet if if you know what, I, I can't. I, I'm going down a sacrilegious path here. Let's just end it right there. But let's just say that a a gift from Welcome Home Beef is the perfect gift for this holiday season. So. Call them today at 662-266. I knew it was going bad. I was like, I feel like this is going to end badly. Let's just abort. Just jump out of the plane, Brian. Eject. Eject. 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And this holiday season, make sure that on top of Merry Christmas, you're also saying... It just tastes good. How many do you think? Uh, 11. It's only nine. Oh, okay. Uh, but it sort of goes back to what we were talking about before the show started, that... This, this show is going to be sort of similar to the shows from Arkansas through uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, and then we had two weeks where we got to, we got to talk branch out a little bit. Talk a little <laughs> now <laughs> we're sort of back there. Yeah. Uh, number one, I predicted Mississippi State to win on Friday. What is Mike Leach talking about? What was this comment about, well, you know, everybody should be happy because nobody predicted them to be this close. I think he said coming into the season. Even but. coming into the season. I, I know that maybe it's just because I'm an Auburn hater, but... I didn't expect this game to ever be a blowout. You know, I thought I thought I think I had State losing it, but I thought it, it was definitely a toss-up game to me. What's he talking about? That's are we really playing the moral victory game here? That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, that's not a good quote. Some of the leechisms and whether it's that or, or you know going after. Tyler or whatever you want to we'll, call that. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay, is that anything that's true? Yeah. Coming up? Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll say. But anyway, what I was about say to your say. Say your piece, sir. Well, I, some of the things he says plays well when you're winning. And when you're two and seven, it doesn't play as well. And so... 
I, I guess that I, was the last one, but we'll just do it now. Leeches Nabiner is only good when you win. Well, I, I did not know that was the last one, so I did not need but, to jump. But ahead. you got it. But you, since you said it, let's talk about okay. it. Okay, it's only good when he wins. Otherwise, it's annoying. If you're sitting up here talking about, you know, all this other stuff, who cares? You're not winning. Yeah, yeah. It's great to joke and be happy when you're winning. When you're losing, all I want to hear about is this sucks, and we're going to try to fix it. That's all people want to hear. Well, I mean, th- we may talk something about this in a minute too. So, I, but I, I, I'm not going to go on along. It just it, it, it illustrates the point. The Emerson uh, Seth Williams thing, mm-hmm. of course. You are on top of things tonight, man. Well, I, I, I'm not going to go down that road. So we can talk about it that more when we get to it. But yeah. when, whenever Emerson is. Uh, you know, he, for much of the night, Emerson had a good night. Yeah. And he's, he, he ran his mouth a little bit. And then when he finally got beat, what did Emerson do? He shut his mouth. Yeah. And he walked away. Yeah. When you're a head coach and your team is two and seven, mm-hmm. sometimes rather than, I guess, do some of the things Mike does, if it were me, and it's not me, you know, Mike, free country, he's free to do what he wants to do, I think I would save some of that and just keep my mouth shut on some of the things that he says I would until I start winning. That, that would just be my approach, but that's never been Mike Leach's approach. So, different strokes for different folks. I'm, that's not a criticism. It's just that's not how I would do it. And Mississippi State and John Cohen knew what they were getting when they hired Mike Leach, and he's a guy that's going to be that kind of guy, win, lose, or draw. He is who he is. and um, I, Yeah, I, that, that quote about – Hey, look what I did and got one two touchdowns to Auburn and that, that stuff doesn't sit does well. Not, it, it, that doesn't sit well. Not, I don't know. There's a lot of some of the stuff he says that again, back to the point, it only plays when you win. Yeah. I and, agree. And until then you just kind of sound like a grumpy fella. All right. I'm gonna get the the numbers mixed up between now and then because I just moved nine to two. So number three, uh not the worst game of the season, but this was the most frustrating game of the season to me. Because you had seen improvement the yeah. previous two weeks, and it all went away. And I think what's most frustrating, and, and this is, I'm not comparing these two coaches, I'm not, but when you sat through Croom, watching teams with bad offense is just so hard to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, I can't take it. I, I just, you know, somebody asked me asked me last night, uh, is this the fewest points that State's ever scored in a season? And I went and looked, and it's not. But by, by getting the touchdown last night, they, they got ahead of Croom's uh, 2005 season. But that was a 12-game season. You played four non-conference opponents, too. So, I mean, in reality, the, the offense is better this year than it ever was under Kroom. But it's, it's just so hard for Mississippi State fans. They have post-traumatic stress disorder about bad offense. They can't deal with it. And, you know, and, and like we've said many times on this show before, if you're going to lose, I'd almost rather lose, you know, 50 to 40. Peter Sermon way. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather at least <laughs> the games be entertaining. I mean, the, the Arkansas game from 2016... Yeah, at least it was entertaining. Yeah, and that, it, who was it? Was it a uh, was it Samford? That yeah, <laughs> that yeah was I mean, like 50 they won, but or, you know, I mean, it was a, you know, I'd rather have a shootout than just sit there and just it's like pull. I mean, even the announcers, who by the way, I, I like Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers, but not great, not great last night. I haven't had the chance to go back and watch just, it. I mean, obviously, I, was, I, I did because you know yeah. I, was, I wasn't feeling well. And uh, by the way, thanks to everybody who asked uh, if I was feeling better. I sure am. Appreciate it. Um, just it's it's got to be it's got to be tough for them not being there. So, but uh, yeah, just it's just a frustrating game because that was an Auburn team. It felt like they were ready to to fall down. I think one of the biggest plays of the game 
was in the first quarter. The personal foul on the punt, I think that fired Auburn up a little bit. I think they they might have been ready to just, just say the heck with it. And Emerson gave them a little uh, a little extra juice. Yeah, maybe so. There I don't know. There there was a lot last night to to just I mean, it got chippy and it got chippy early and I think I tweeted at one point the first quarter of Auburn State was a lot chippier than the, the entire egg, egg bowl. The whole egg bowl. Uh, just so yeah, but but to go back to the original point, it, it was a incredibly frustrating game and one that probably what you wish you could do is just the result would have been okay if you could just somehow adjust the schedule and this had happened before Georgia and Ole Miss. Yeah, and but which because, is what was supposed to have happened, by the way. Yeah, um, I guess they just didn't ever want it to get out of place. Well, I mean, does that mean next week the, the games that'll be they'll be good? Yeah, maybe so. But no, the, the frustrating thing about it is now you have to ask yourself: Was Georgia and Ole Miss that offense was an illusion? You know, was that was it really progress, or was it just kind of and because because the Ole Miss game early on, State did not play that well offensively in that game, and then they kind of started to, but you could kind of take some points away if you want to because. Guess what? Ole Miss isn't good defensively. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. That obviously Ole Miss is not good defensively, right? You should have put up points and 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 yards on them. But Georgia is good defensively, mm-hmm. and you put up points and yards on them. So it's, that's why it's confusing. so. Was it one good game, or is it was it I improvement? Know. I don't know the answer. Right now, it looks like it was an outlier. It looks like the Georgia game, the Ole Miss game, is not an outlier. You know, only got 24 points on the worst defense in the conference. You should have got at least 31. You should have scored on the, on the play where Austin Williams fumbled. But that's not an outlier because they're so bad. The Georgia game is the outlier. Doesn't make that right now. It's the one that doesn't make any sense. Yep. Now, if you come out and you score thirty-one against Missouri next right. week, then, then you feel like then you're like, oh, that was improvement yeah, that we saw exactly. But if you come out and Missouri is reminiscent of Auburn or something, right. then it's then I think you can definitively say what happened against Georgia and and the good parts of Ole Miss was fluky. Yeah. Uh, number four. Talking about reversion. Rogers reverted back to the guy I'm not sure about. Didn't I, I just not a good game. Made some bad decisions. Both of his interceptions. We're talking about throwing off your back foot into traffic. Yeah, his receivers didn't really help him a lot. There a, couple, a lot of miscommunication. A couple of times, three or four times, I saw receivers just sitting in the same spot, like they're just bringing defenders into that area. Um, but you know, missing uh, Griffin for that long. I mean, he's open. You've got to hit him. That has to be a touchdown. Um, just, just, just didn't play well. Just didn't play well. Didn't course through a couple of picks after yeah. not throwing picks for a while, yeah. and uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then you had Mike post game praising the Auburn defense that came into this this game like ninth or tenth in the conference yeah. in defense. I mean, it's not, not like they were world beaters; they were bottom half. Um, now look, there's a lot of talent. Uh, I get that, but it's not really a defense you would expect coming in that would limit you to ten points or less. No, not and, at all. And and you didn't. I mean, shoot, you, you you went into halftime with 78 yards, if I remember right. Yeah. 78 yards in two quarters. I mean, that that just can't happen. You know? Ugly. Ugly. State could not... And the problem, credit here, I listened to, uh, not long before we recorded this show, I listened to, to Bart and Charlie, uh, and they kind of talked about some of this, and, and I... I, the stat was brought up, I think, on like half of State's uh, third down conversion attempts, and they, they finished four of 16 on third down. Terrible, you know. 
And on half of those 16 attempts, seven or eight of them, I think it was like third and long, like third and seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, it, it was a tremendously long third down attempt. State was just – you talk about getting off schedule. They were yeah, off they schedule all night long. Penalties. Yeah, I, I, a lot of – Sacks. Sacks on first down. Offensive line reverted back. Charles Cross got beaten up by Derek Hall, a Mississippi kid, Gulfport, yeah. Mississippi. State, State and Auburn were the final two there, and he, he picked Auburn. Yeah, and, and I mean, you want to just – kill an already struggling offense we'll have third and five or longer all night like yeah. state did and yeah. there you go and auburn made a defensive adjustment to sort of take away that middle crossing stuff and state was able a couple times to get beyond that with but not enough not enough and it doesn't hurt losing malik keith early in the game just you know just is what it is breaking news here in the middle of this not msu related at all the cleveland indians are changing their name to what they don't they haven't announced yet the Cleveland baseball team. It could be, yeah. Spiders. Do they go back to the Spiders? That's a weird name. I don't think you go back to that. Sounds more minor league. It does. League-ish it does. To do that, it but. does. Uh, let's see here. Number five. This was the first time the running game really worked, but they didn't stay with it. Johnson and Marks averaged six yards a carry. Why not give them a few more touches? I'll tell you one thing though, and I, I brought this up. I, I've told you guys. I think I like Dylan Johnson a little bit better than Jaquavius Marks. There was a play where Marks catches the ball, turns upfield, and he ran directly into a tackler. Doesn't try to juke him. Doesn't lower his shoulder or stiff arm him. Just runs into the tackler. And, of course, he gets tackled. And I was just like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I just – I think he was just so surprised to actually be able to turn upfield and not have somebody in his face. I, I thought at some point Marks was about to opt out of catching checkdowns. Like, I'm tired of getting killed out here. Those checkdowns don't work against the the drop eight. They just don't. As soon as he catches it, there's three guys there. Either make the checkdown your first read, yeah. or just stop because it's never going to be there. But they were running the ball relatively successfully, and they just want, look again. I'm not the guy who's going to tell you that Mike Leach needs to change the offense and start running the ball 15, 20 times a game. But there got there's got to be a point where you say this is working. Let me stick to it. I know Mike Leach has been who he's been for twenty years, but it will never. And the rock means ever. Makes sense to me why he doesn't run the ball more. It just it won't. And I, I know that he doesn't, and that's not who he is. But there are some. Sometimes there are defenses that opponents run out there where it's just like, well, if you just hand it off, you could probably get five. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't understand why that would not make everything else flow a little better. You know. Because then they would have to respect it a little more. I just don't get it. I, that said, I mean, we knew this. It's not me, you know, saying that all of a sudden after 20 years, Mike Leach, who, who kind of perfected this offense more times than not during his seasons, it's not saying that I'm smarter than him by any stretch. But I will – it just – in my mind, I can't comprehend why – you wouldn't take advantage of some of the defenses that you see and run the ball a little bit more. But yeah. we'll, we'll see if he ever adjusts, but I don't think he will. I think he will continue to do what he has done I agree. for the last 20 years. I agree. Uh, number five. I'm sorry, this is number six. State saw more man in this game than they had in any game since the LSU game, but they could not take advantage of it. That's worrisome. That's worrisome that they – Was well, it because for the last seven, eight weeks all they've – seen as the other and so it's almost like you forget what to do I, I don't <laughs> against... I don't know if that's the case I mean 
like I said, I mean, they had some opportunities. The Griffin throw. There was the other throw to, to Wally that he beat his man up for on a corner and, and route, could, and they just couldn't couldn't, it. Could, couldn't catch it. Uh, obviously, Spivey's catch. We'll talk about him in just a minute. Just that's that's concerning to me. That you know we've been saying that yeah, if if somebody plays man, you're going to punish them. And Auburn went and played man, and you didn't. You just didn't do it. So it, the state's yards per completion stat this year is just incredible. It's it's like six and a half yards, almost seven yards. You know, if you, especially if you take out the LSU game. It's it's unbelievable. It really is like they just run the ball through the air. It would be great if they could they were running the ball, but since they're passing the ball, it's it's just not working as well. Um, but that that's that's something that I, I noticed, and it's just frustrating because you would think. I, I mean, we talked about it last week. They said, "Man, if Steele sticks to what he likes to do and pressures and plays man, there should be some opportunities there." And there were, and you couldn't take advantage of them. That I, I would almost rather not be the opportunities. Than to be there to see them, and you can't make it happen. I mean, that's just, that's just painful, very painful. It makes it really hard to figure out this team, right? I mean, you just don't know. It makes it hard to talk about, mm-hmm. even because we don't know. It's tough to diagnose the issues that this team has had offensively. It just is. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. Um, number seven. That might have been Martin Emerson's first bad play of the season. That guy's been a beast all year. We oh, t- yeah. I talked about it. He was my playmaker. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, and I, 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 I laughed to myself when that happened. But, I mean, has he given up another touchdown this year? Not One doesn't come, to, doesn't mind. come to mind. He's been so solid all season long. And, again, what I said on Twitter is true. If the, tel- the TV cameras don't capture him just jawing with Williams before that play, then it's just a bad play. You know, like, oh, man, Armitson got burnt. He's taking all this heat today because he got caught talking. I guarantee those two talked the whole game. Back and forth, both of them talking. Now, and Emerson, you know, like Joel said, after that, he knew he'd screwed up, put his head down and walked away. But that's not the problem. That's not a huge problem. All right? Corner, corners and receivers are going to talk smack to one another. Martin Emerson has been one of the best players on this team all season long. He is a future NFL guy, in my opinion. That's just one bad play. No cornerback doesn't ever get burned. Even Deion Sanders gave up touchdowns every now and then. All right, Richard Sherman, all of them, they give up touchdowns every now and then. So I think the, I think the heat on him is a little much. On the other hand, <laughs> number eight, Jaquarius Spivey. I mean, that's there's just two dumb penalties, especially the second one, where you know you have a personal foul already. You have to walk away. Yep. Much as you might not like it. You got to walk away from that, and of course, he also drops a well. Look like it would have been a touchdown pass. If nothing else, it sets up first and goal. Just a bad night for him. A week, you know, two, his last game. We wondered, well, hey, is this guy going to become a bigger part of the offense? He, he did not show that on Saturday. That, that that there's a spot for him in this. So, just a bad game for him. That was disappointing. I said, hey, look, when Willie Gay got tossed, I guess it was last season. I mean, I didn't like it because I mean he, he was off the field when he took his helmet off, but he got to know better. Two years ago when he got tossed in the Egg Bowl, what could he do? He wasn't involved in the fight, but they gave everybody a personal foul, and he already had one. Um, but this was a bad one. I mean, you've got to be smarter than that. you just got to walk away. I'm going to bet old Captain Leach had something to say to Mr. Spivey after More all than that likely. More than likely. Probably asked him, you know, about if he thought he was trending upward. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> what, wasn't supposed to be the last one, but it is. I thought number, number eight, 
our number nine, the defensively, I thought the game plan was absolutely perfect. Yep. It was it was almost like I wrote it. Because it's exactly what we talked about <laughs> on this show. Pressure Knicks nonstop, make him throw on the run. He can't do it, and you're gonna win. And the defense did everything they could. They played good enough to win, which is a broken record at this point. Defense played good enough to win. They've played good enough to win in every game outside of Alabama. Uh, Alabama. There's no question about that. Zach Arnett, I don't know what the, the dollar amount is going to be, but it's going to have to be paid. Because, as it sits right now, I don't think they're going to beat Missouri. So you're going to go into this offseason 2-8. and eight. If you play in a bowl game, fine. I don't know who they're going to play. But if it's another Power 5 team, I won't like their chances to win. So they could be 2-9. and nine. And although this, the signing day is coming up and the recruiting is okay, um, if you lose Arnett, it's going to be a painful offseason. There's going to be a lot of, of concern. You need some – that's the positive. That's the biggest recruit you've got. They could flip Deion Smith, Kadarius Callaway, and a couple other guys, and they wouldn't as be as big a, a recruiting coup as keeping Zach Arnett for another year. Grantham's getting fired at Florida. Polini is getting fired at LSU. And now Auburn's probably going to be looking for a new defensive coordinator. They might keep Steele, but they might not. Three huge schools that have a lot of money to offer. you got to fend them off. you got to pay the guy what he wants to be paid. I agree. And I, I do feel like State... My, my gut is State... If, it, if he leaves, I don't think it's going to be because State didn't try. Right, <laughs> you know, he might just get an opportunity that he can't pass up. But I will say that when he was talking about some of this the other day, um, sometimes coaches just say the right thing to say the right thing. And look, he he's not gonna get up there and say, "I hate Starfall. I'm taking the first bus out of town." He, he's just not gonna say that. He genuinely seemed and seemed and seems to like it here, for whatever that's worth. Um, and we may find out what it's worth <laughs> here coming up soon. But but you're right. I mean, you talk about recruiting. Um, Mike Leach, some of his best recruiting might be to go down to his D coordinator's office and make sure he's happy. Because, I mean, without him this year, Brian, this team is – I mean, they're Vandy bad. They're, well, they're, we, that's been like one of the things I've seen a bunch of times on social media and on, on message boards is that what if the defense had been what we thought it was going to be? State's 0-9. I mean, they're 0-9, and they are. I mean, they are, have been embarrassed yeah. in nine games. So, yeah. Yeah, that, they're not even in most games, no. if any game. No, you're talking about you're losing to Alabama by 60. You're probably losing to Georgia by 50, by Ole Miss by 50. Losing to LSU by like 20 yeah, or so. Yeah, I mean, even the bad teams, Kentucky, I mean, it's, just, it's all the same. So, just, yeah, Zach Arnett's a miracle worker. You're going to have to pay him like he is one. It's important that Zach Arnett stays for another season, but there's some other things that are important, too. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, coffee is for closers. Brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This is a short show for a, for a Monday show. It's just, I think it's just well, pretty, I, what is there left to say? Well, at this exactly. Point? I, we're we're just, beating a dead horse. Yeah. But let's get into it. Uh, I get Mike Leach. No coffee for Mike Leach. I don't know that he drinks coffee. But uh, if he does, I guess he does drink. I've seen him drink it. Um, he can't have any, though. I mean, you're getting paid $5 million a year, buddy. Figure it out. Figure it out. I don't understand how you can be better two weeks in a row and then drop back like this. 
I, I don't get it. So instead of insulting people, so instead of, you know, making smart aleck comments, explain it to me. Explain what's going on. What I like to hear from Leach is this. I know this year sucks, but honestly, I thought it was going to suck coming in. And we beat LSU, and that set everybody's expectations soaring. But at the end of the day, this year was always going to be a struggle for us. But the reason I'm not up here screaming and yelling is because I have confidence in what I'm doing. I have seen it all before, and I know it's going to turn around. It just takes some time. So just give me the time, give me the patience, and we're going to get there. Something like that. Now, he'll never say that. Yeah. But that's the message that needs to be being conveyed here. It was an incredibly fair question by Tyler. I thought so. And look, I know a lot of y'all don't like Tyler. I get it. All right? You feel like he's a troll. He works for the Clarion Ledger, so he's automatically got no credit with you. I get it. But that was a fair question. And Joel asked a fair question a couple weeks ago at the Egg Bowl. And there have been other fair questions asked this year that aren't getting answered. And the guy gets paid $5 million a year. Answer the damn question. <laughs> That's all I want you to do. That's all I need from you at that moment in time. <sighs> this is, this this will make everybody feel a little bit better here. No coffee for a... Oh, well, I can't, I can't have any coffee this week. Megan, you're going to have to uh, shop online for coffee. Can't go to Target anymore because they hate me now. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> what? First off, Elijah Moore, you're off the hook. It's like it never happened, buddy. Someone found a way to outstupid you. I will look. I have watched a lot of football. I am forty-five. I have watched football every weekend, probably since I was five years old. Multiple games every weekend. Who throws a shoe? I mean, honestly, I can't believe what I saw. He threw his shoe. He cost his team a legit. I don't say they were going to beat Alabama, but I could have. You could have talked me into this post game. Oh well, you know, we just guys were just looking ahead to the next weekend. They knew we had already wrapped it up and just didn't play our best game, but we will next weekend and you know go win the SEC. I'll buy it. I'll buy that. Sure. You cost your team a chance at the national title because you threw a shoe. Yeah, but in, in the act of football play, you just end up with a shot at. He, he didn't. He, he didn't do it in a taunting way, Brian. Let me tell you something. Right? What, what, what did I tweet? It's not a lie if you believe it. That <laughs> that's an incredible statement from Mullen. One of his best all time. I'll give him credit for that. But Florida. I mean, I said I was like they're going to lose. I thought LSU was going to lose by 30, 40 points. That was going to be just like the Alabama game. Give LSU some credit. Maybe there's something to. And I'm not saying that you want to play with 50 guys or 45 guys, but when you finally get down to the group of guys that want to play and they want to be out there on the field, maybe you start playing a little bit better. I just hope they did enough to save Bo Pelini's job. That's all I hope. But man, Florida. And Trask throwing three interceptions, all three of those went to Mac Jones. He's going to win the Heisman, although Devontae Smith should and probably is going. Devontae Smith might be running second now. If he has a big game in the SEC championship game, might be difficult to keep him out. But if he has a big game, he needs a then touchdown. Mac has that, a big game too. He needs another punt return, like he had this something this like that. He yeah. needs something like that. Or you know, even if Mac Jones has a good game, Mac Jones could throw for three hundred and thirty yards. That's a pretty good game, right? Yeah. But if Devontae Smith has two hundred and fifty of it, yeah, you know, so that's the way to look at it. But Florida, the whole state of Florida, you jort wearing tank top wearing people, no coffee for you. It's okay, they have meth. 
We're going to stay in the state of Florida. We're going to stay in the state of Florida. We'll get away from the meth and down to the the home of cocaina. Miami. It's a former MSU coach kind of day here on coffee as for closers. Uh, No Cuban coffee for Manny Diaz and the Hurricanes this week. Uh, They got – did you see the stats of this game? I didn't see the stats. I saw the score. They gave up – one guy had 300 yards rushing, another guy had 200 yards rushing. First off, I didn't know Phil Longo's offense rolled like that. I didn't know they could run the ball like that. That's an NCAA record, by the way. It's never been done before, 300 and 200 by two different guys in the same game. Miami was a team that like was on the periphery of, hey, why aren't we in the playoff discussion? Yeah, we lost to Clemson, but we're eight and one, and if you know, uh, there's a you know if Clemson loses, we should jump them or something like that. Instead, they just got handled by North Carolina. It was embarrassing. <laughs> so you know, you can have your Cuban sandwich, you can have your your your, uh, your mofongo, but no Cuban coffee. Down there in Miami this week for the Hurricanes. You should see how all this plays out nationally now, with yes. like the playoff and like is A and M should be fourth. They should be fourth. Although they A and M sort of got hurt. They lost their, their best win is now not as good. It's going to end up being Ohio State. It's just we just need to. Uh, it's going to end up being A and M has a chance. I said they have a chance, but more than likely, if Clemson wins, and I think Clemson will beat Notre Dame. Then it's going to be Clemson and Notre Dame getting in with Alabama and Ohio State. Yeah. Now, if Notre Dame wins, Texas A&M has a chance. But I think Clemson's going to win. Just call did you, me. you hear Dan take a little Ohio State shot last night? He did. He did. That guy can deflect better than anybody. Ah, well, you know. Maybe we should just not play. You get rewarded for not playing, I hear. Something like that. <laughs> you get rewarded for not throwing a shoe, too. <laughs> Shoes are for wearing, not for throwing, Dan. Uh, anyway, all right. Tomorrow's show will recap State's tough loss this weekend in men's basketball. Plus, we'll record after the women's basketball game. We'll also have some uh, any reaction from Mike Leach's press conference. We'll see what he has to say there. Could and have some cr- could news. have some recruiting news. That's that's the rumor uh, tomorrow. So, it could be a very big uh, Tuesday show for us. Everything else is on schedule for the week. We'll do the rumblings on our Tuesday show going into Wednesday. But Wednesday is also signing day, correct? Isn't it the sixteenth? Uh yeah, so that'll be our, actually on our Thursday show, though. We'll recap signing day on our Thursday show. So we won't have a signing day preview, per se, although you, we will welcome any of your recruiting questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, feel free to ask, because that yeah. will, Wednesday show will be Rumblings Day. So on Tuesday evening slash night or Wednesday morning, we'll get when you send the questions. Let's, let's get some recruiting questions. And of course, you can ask whatever you like. Uh, then we'll recap signing day on uh, Thursday show. Friday show, we'll preview Missouri uh, and and. Anything else? We'll get. We'll also talk to somebody from Missouri this week. Probably our friend Peter Ball from the Athletic, uh, and so on and so forth. So busy week here on the Rumblings or on the on the uh, sorry on Thunder and Lightning as we get closer and closer as Christmas comes uh, a little closer. Also this weekend on the Rumblings. Let's add this by the way. We had the Thanksgiving dish. Let's do Christmas gift. I want to know what your favorite Christmas gift of all time was when you send in your Rumblings question. If you do not give us the gift, we will not give you the gift of asking your question. It is a mandatory add-on. I'll remind you again tomorrow. I mean, the rules is the rules. The requirements are exactly that. Requirements. Remember that. All right. By, by the way, I'm up two on you. Uh, uh, yes. As that, we go into to tomorrow's pick day. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I, we got picks tomorrow. This is a yeah. big show tomorrow. Yeah. Got a got, got a two game lead with not very much 
way that you can. I get need to LSU here. and Ole Miss to play because I'm, I'm going to go the other way from you on that one. Whichever way you pick, yeah, you're picking first all the games tomorrow. Okay, because I got I, I got to be allowed the chance to, to to move up. Big show tomorrow. This should be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you then. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.